0: All right, let's turn the Word of God to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. Find that right before 2 Peter. Just help you out there a little bit, amen. 1 Peter chapter 3. And we'll read verses 8 through 12. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 12. Again, say this in the Word of God. 1 Peter chapter 3, beginning of verse 8. says, Finally, be all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil or evil, or railing for railing, but contrariwise blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. And his ears are open unto their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. First Peter chapter three verses eight through twelve. Let us pray again. Heavenly Father, again we come before you, Lord, through the blood and name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we uh, thank you for these good songs that we just sang, uh, dear God. That uh, uh, Lord, prepare our hearts to worship you. Lord, get our heart and mind focused as we come into this place. Uh, Dear God, just to take time to let the things of earth grow strangely dim. Dear Lord, that we can, Lord, be together and learn from your word and uh, encourage one another, dear God, and pray for one another. Lord, I pray as we look at this thought tonight uh, that you would help us in our heart, that you'd help us in our homes, you'd help us again as a church. And again, Lord, we always pray uh, if somebody's listening or here that's not saved, Lord, it sure be a great day uh, for somebody to get saved or uh, get the help they need through the word of God. And so again, Lord, as we talked about this morning, Lord, we want to be the sort of people, the sort of church. Uh, Dear God, we want to have the sort of homes that you would have uh, us to have and be, that would would glorify you. So, Lord, again, we pray for those that are sick among us. Again, we think of Sister Muxlow and (laughs) Sister Carpenter, uh, dear God, and and Brother uh, Pitt and uh, Brother Thomas and, uh, Lord, the Veracruzes and uh, Brother uh, Lester and the Lord, just so many among us that right now need a special touch from you. Lord, if you just come by their way, wherever they are right now and help them Lord, th- those that are traveling uh, as well. And so again, Lord, we yield ourselves to you. We pray that you'd be glorified thereby in Jesus name. Amen. Now, again, normally on Sunday nights. We've been going through a chronological study of the Bible. Of course, we're still in Genesis, but I, you know, I was thinking, you know, we just had Mother's Day. We're getting ready to have Father's Day, so, you know, I'd like to do a, a, a few lessons on the home during that time. So, uh, the other week I did one on uh, finances in the home. So tonight i want to talk a little bit about do a lesson on communication in the home. Amen. I mean, uh, I hope the last thing that husband and wife said to each other wasn't i do. I <laughs> hope that wasn't the last time you, know, you guys uh, had, a, had, a, had a good uh, uh, communication. But we want to talk about communication in the home. And, of course, that's uh, important. I mean, uh, I'll be married 37 years this year, and I'm still trying to learn, amen, uh, to, get, to, get that, to get that right myself. So uh, I want to uh, do this lesson and some thoughts on, on that. Actually, it'll probably take uh, two uh, servants to get through this lesson. But, you know, of course, the purpose of communication in all of life is basically, of course, as Christians to build a Christ centered home. We talked about that this morning. Right. You know, uh, as as you know, uh, we sang that song, I need the every hour. Not only should we realize we need them every hour, but as the, the song that she just sang, we should desire him every hour right And again we want him uh, to be uh, the center of our home. You know you always uh, hear the illustration of the triangle right in, in a home. you know uh, the husband here, the wife here, as long as they're uh, going going this way, they're not getting anywhere right? But if they'll just both work on their relationship with the Lord, amen, as they move up that triangle, as they get close to the Lord, they'll automatically get closer together. And uh, so that's what we want. Part of that is, uh, you know, uh, communication has a lot to do with that. So to build understanding, to solve problems in a Christ-honoring way, and to be kind to one another, you know, that'd be a good thing to do, amen. Be kind to one another in a biblical way. In a biblical way, Right. We're supposed to uh, have a biblical perspective. You know, we always talk about having a, a, a biblical world perspective. We're supposed to have a biblical perspective in everything uh, that we do. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Well, he's the word. Amen. He's the living word. And here we have the written word. And so we want to have the mind of Christ. And a good way to get that is, right, uh, to know the word of God and let decisions, the decisions you make be based upon the precepts and principles of the word of God. And that guides us. And again, our communication in the home should be part of that now uh, give you a couple verses uh, uh, that maybe you know of course we all know Amos 3 3 somebody could probably stand and quote that can two walk together except they be agreed of course uh, that's a good that's a good witnessing verse right? You know, people say they want to know God. We'll say, well, you know, you want to know God, but the Bible says can two walk together except they be agreed. Are you willing to agree with God? Are you willing to agree with his word? Are you willing to agree with what he said about Jesus? Well, if you agree with God on these things, then you can walk with him, right? So you got to agree with God to be able to walk with him. Well, uh, of course, uh, husband and wife, and a family, they should be able to walk together. As believers, we're going to be able to walk together. And so we got to be in agreement about some things. And so uh, when there's a disagreement, we got to work to, you know, uh, get in agreement the best that we can. Ephesians 5.10 says, Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Well, we want the things in our life to be accepted in the Lord. And one of the things we want to be acceptable in our life and the Lord is the communication that we have in our home. The communication that we have, amen, uh, among uh, loved ones, among loved ones. Nehemiah 8.8 8 says this. So I, I, yeah, I love this. Nehemiah 8 is one of my uh, favorite chapters. And of course, it talks about when uh, he, uh, Nehemiah, when they stood there. Uh, him and uh, uh, Ezra, I believe they stood and they, they read the word of God. And it says this in Nehemiah 8.8. 8. And this is a good verse. This is one of the verses you should have highlighted in your Bible. Nehemiah 8.8 Nehemiah 8 says this. So they read in the book of the law. And notice, I like the way it says this. And they read in the book of the law of God distinctly. Right? Distinctly. And gave the sense. And caused them to understand The reading. Well, they did that with the reading and in our communication. Right. We want to we want to speak properly. We want to we want to give the sense and make sure people understand uh, what we're saying. Right. And everything's properly uh, communicated. So we need to examine the basic meaning of communication. It's where one person shares what he knows, understands and feels. Right. One person shares what they know, what they understand, what they feel. So another person, the other person can understand him or them and involves correct speaking. And of course, also, it's part of accurate listening. And that's usually the hardest part. We're always probably most people are uh, good at speaking, it's it's the listening part uh, that we have uh, problems with a lot of times. So communication, especially in the home, is a must. Communication that it helps us maintain a right relationship and fellowship with God, right? We want that, but also communication that makes, uh, even, even at work, communication's important. Communication that makes my employment or job what it ought to be. Good communication makes possible a right relationship in the work experience. Communication brings good, lasting friendships into our life, and it is communication that either makes or breaks a home and a marriage often. Communication. So let us again look at the necessity of good communication. We just read these verses in 1 Peter chapter 3. So the purpose of communication. Again, one, it means to cultivate a family living. It is fundamental to a Christ-centered home. Again, it's for sharing and understanding, right? Sharing what's on our heart and maybe even just sharing what happened throughout the day and uh, making sure that we understand and we're on the same page, if you will, in our home. It me- it's the means of talking things out to a harmonious, happy, and God-honoring biblical solution, right? Even in that, we want God to be honored and uh, doing it biblically, right? And, of course, if there's problems, we want to solve those problems. And, of course, we want to solve those problems again in a biblical way and in a God-honoring way. So, of course, uh, uh, in the home... Of course, that, that that man has that first responsibility uh, to make sure he's opened those doors of good communication, and of course, uh, uh, and sometimes you know it's easy for the the wife to get frustrated, right? Uh, who's who's, tr- who's trying to to get something done and can't uh, get that husband to communi- communicate properly. Now I know many of you women just on the inside said Amen right there I think came even saw the hand over there. Just uh, joking, right? So and so us husbands we gotta be we gotta be careful. A lot of times we have troubles about sharing things and getting things out, right? And so, hey, we got to be careful. It's not good when a man is a loner, when he's a powder. Uh, If he becomes angry, easy. Those aren't good things. Life will be very difficult in the home. So communication is important. So the purpose of communication in the home, basically, again, to build that Christ-centered home and to make sure that we're understanding each other and to solve problems, again, in a Christ-honoring, kind, biblical way. We must be able to talk out anything to a conclusion uh, without getting uh, angry or at least, you know, if something, uh, uh, you know, I say it all the time. What's harder than acting like a Christian? Reacting like a Christian, right? Reacting like a Christian, especially uh, oftentimes in the home. So, of course, uh, you know, I mean, if this is the person we desire to spend the rest of our life with, we want to make sure that we understand each uh, that we understand each other and talk things out. And so often we don't even think about uh, communication. We get up in the morning, we live out the day without even thinking about the words maybe we say or maybe the way we say them. You know, and that's it's not just what we say, but it's the way we say it. You know, I often say, listen, uh, what bothers me more sometimes than what people say is the way they say it. uh, Having an attitude when they say it. And so we need to be consciously aware of what we say and the way we say it, especially uh, to our spouse and to our children and and those in the home. So let's turn over to Ephesians chapter 4, and we see some good principles and some good verses on good communication. Ephesians chapter 4. So we learn here the importance of speaking honestly. I mean, if there's anybody we should be able to open our heart to, Anybody that we should be able to speak uh, uh, honestly to, right? It should be uh, our spouse or those, those in the home. Uh, Ephesians four fifteen and 16 say this. Again, but speaking the truth in love. That's how we should talk to one another. May grow up into him and all things, which is the head, even Christ. Now, sometimes we think speaking the truth in love, we think, well, sure, you know, uh, uh, a preacher ought to do that when he's preaching the truth. He shouldn't do it with an attitude. We want him to do it in love. We think about soul winning, right? When we're witnessing to people, we ought to show love and let those people know that we care about them. So how much more in the home, right, that we should be showing uh, love in our uh, communication? Verse 16 of Ephesians 4 says, it talks about for whom the whole body fit, fitly joined together. And of course, we that's talking about the church as a church. As we mentioned, we want that unity. We want to be fitly joined together. But he, of course, with the husband and wife. And it says, compacted by that which every joint supplieth. Right? In the church, we want everybody to participate. But of course, in the home, we need to let everyone participate. We know God has put an order in the church. God has put an order in the home. But still, everyone needs to be able to participate. A man with the attitude, well, listen, I'm, I'm the boss around right here, and that's the way they do things. You know, hey, uh, uh, somebody needs to have a talk with you, sir. Amen. And that's the way you think you ought to run things in your home, right? And so, uh, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're a team. And, of course, in, in God's proper order but uh, we need to let everyone have their part in communication. It says, according to the effectual working and the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Just like this verse is true for the church, it should be true for the home as well. In communication, right, there should be openness and honesty. We must talk. We are commanded to do so. We must speak the truth, not covering, ignoring, lying, or hiding uh, true feelings, right? Uh, especially a husband and wife ought to be able to be honest to one another. And uh, listen, uh, young people, as we share these verses, th- these are things to pay uh, uh, attention to. You know, the Bible says, young ladies, don't go with an angry man, right? Uh, so uh, something to be aware of. And remember, hey, if you uh, I say this to young men and young ladies, if you're talking to somebody, and you notice a few things. Remember, what's small when, you, when you're, you're, you're dating or courting, whatever word you use, right? Whatever's small, then hey, listen, it only gets worse, so it only gets magnified, amen. So if you have a question about uh, somebody's character or somebody's uh, attitude or the way somebody responds to something uh, uh, why you're speaking with them, amen, you make sure you investigate that, right? And it doesn't lead to; it could lead to bigger problems, uh, bigger problems uh, later. So, uh, again, we must speak the truth in love. Our speech should be controlled by love and the purpose of our word should be to benefit and to help and not hurt the one with whom we are speaking. It's amazing. Right? How uh, people talk sometimes at home—the people that you're supposed to love—and boy, how, how uh, husbands and wives speak to each other, or how parents uh, speak to their children. You know, it's just a sad uh, thing sometimes that that that, that goes on. Uh, these things ought not to be so, brethren, as they say. So, when we communicate, we want to speak honestly. The next we also we want to solve problems. Right. There's an issue. We want to solve the problem and try to work on it daily, not putting things off. Right. We should we should try not to go to bed angry. Don't end the day with problems unsolved. Right. Do your best to do that. Ephesians 426. Be angry and sin not let not the sun go down upon your rest. Now, somebody's thinking, oh, that's why I'm glad that uh, summer gives me a little extra time to get over it. Amen. Because it gets darker later. Right. So, (laughs) boy, I have a tough time in the wintertime going to bed because the days are so short. I don't think like that. Amen. But uh, uh, right. But uh, uh, trying to work that thing out. Because little things will grow. They will become big things. They will lie in your heart and fester. Believe me, boy, you get that. The Bible talks about that little root of bitterness, boy. The devil knows how to work that thing, amen, and magnify it uh, in your life. And a lot of times, you know, you, you ever been in a situation where something got so big in your mind or heart that you thought something was just so terrible, and then when you finally communicated with the person, whether it was in the home or somebody else, you found out it wasn't as bad as you thought it was, but because you took the time to communicate, Right, uh, you were able to solve and uh, and 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 deal with that thing. I think about some things the last few months, uh, 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 some issues I was dealing with, and because uh, uh, the, the the other person at first uh, didn't want to communicate, it just seemed like things were getting big, and so I just prayed about it, and then I when I went and talked to the poor person, man, the Lord just took care of it right there, Amen, and uh, and dealt with it. What a blessing! What a blessing that was. So you know, uh, like the song says, do it now. Now, don't delay. Don't put it off to another day because the sooner we deal with things, the less chance that Satan has to get an advantage. Right. Ephesians 4, 27, 7 says neither give place to the devil. And boy, when you when you when you hold on to things, when you let things fester, you know what you're doing. You're giving an open door to the devil. You're letting the devil slip in your mind. You're letting the devil uh, slip in your heart. Amen. And we and then you're letting the devil slip in to your relationship. So uh, work on solving those problems, right? And uh, be, uh, be aware and conscious of how you speak to one another, right? And our, our job in communication is to bring edification. The purpose in communication is to build the relationship and build up the other person. Verse 29 says this, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good, listen to this, to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Boy, again, if that's important in the church, if that's important to talk uh, uh, to others, how much more is that important uh, in the home to, 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 to edify that loved one? Amen, to, to minister. We think about uh, ministering to one another in church. We think about ministering to lost people. We think about ministering to the Lord. Well, listen, we need to minister to one another in the home as well. That's a part of the Christian life as, as well. Very important to build up the present. Again, corrupt communication means harsh, hurting, cutting words. It includes caustic, abrasive, and hostile language. Unfortunately, so often we hear in homes. The purpose of communication, again, is to bring grace to the hearer, to encourage, to lift up, and to meet needs. Proper communication. can't be overemphasized. Again, right words, right actions, right? Again, be careful about right actions, not wrong reactions. Notice verses 30 through 32 of Ephesians 4. And grieve not the Holy Spirit. Boy, and that does. Hey, uh, we, we, we think that grieve the Holy Spirit means you went out there and fell into some uh, great sin out in the world. No, you can grieve the Holy Spirit just by not communicating properly in the home, by having something in your heart against even your own loved ones. Grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby you're sealed in the day of redemption. And again, let all bitterness And wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Verse 32. And be ye kind one to another. Tender hearted. Let me tell you, kindness, having a tender heart, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Boy, I tell you what, uh, that kindness and love and grace feels so much better uh, than hate and bitterness, Some of you have heard me talk about when I got saved. When I got saved as a young man, my my heart was full of hate and it was full of bitterness, amen, uh, towards my stepdad. Because the way I'd been treated as a young man, I had a lot of hate and bitterness. And God dealt with me about that. Oh, man, thank God for the day that he took all that hate and bitterness uh, towards uh, my stepdad out of my heart. Last time I talked to him, well, you would have thought we were old friends. Why the Lord did that? The Lord did that. And, boy, we need, to, we need to get rid of that stuff as quick as possible. And ever since uh, the Lord took that out of my heart, I, I've purposed in my heart. I never would have anything in my heart against anybody. And, I, and, listen, since I've been saved, people, believe me, people have done some things against me. You know, uh, uh, listen, I, I was joking with somebody the other day. Somehow they, they brought up a, uh, acupuncture right and uh, they said uh, 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 brother Stewart, have you ever been stuck with needles I said no I'm a Baptist I've been stuck with a few knives (laughs) haven't been stuck with any needles but I've been stuck with a few knives amen it doesn't work as good as acupuncture let me tell you right hey but you know what but that's just part of life. Quit your whining, get over it, amen, and turn it over to the Lord. But as soon, I can say this with a pure as soon as somebody normally does something against me, I'm hey, sometimes it takes a while to get over, but I try to turn that thing over to the Lord as quick as I can. Sometimes it takes a while, but amen, that's, that's, my, that's my desire. But how much more, amen, uh, if we're willing to do that for people out there, should be willing to do that uh, in, in the home. In the home, we're talking about communication in the home. Poor communication in the home grieves the Holy Spirit. As we communicate, there must be a constant consideration of our walk with the Holy Spirit. Right? Our walk with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5 18 and 21 say this again, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Boy, listen, that should be heard in your heart, that should be heard in your home. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, those things should be heard in your home as well. Verse 20 of Ephesians 5, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, Ephesians five twenty one says, submitting yourselves uh, one to another in the fear of the Lord. Of course, we know uh, that that talks about uh, uh, the, the church as, as well. But listen, if we're willing to submit ourselves to God, if we're willing to submit uh, ourselves and to work with others, we should be able to, amen, willing to be sensitive uh, to our loved ones as well. The results of his control, when we let the Holy Spirit control in our relationship with God, in our relationship with our loved ones, right? It should put a melody in our heart. It should give us a thankful heart, amen, and a submissive heart, not a prideful heart. Right reactions are a continual response of kindness tenderness and forgiveness the wrong reactions which so frequently are manifested in a home are very destructive the sinful reactions listed in Ephesians four thirty-one need to be removed from our lives they should not be the normal reaction to words attitudes and actions of other people Again Lord help me not only to act right today but Lord help me to react right today. Lord Holy Spirit not only have control of my actions, Holy Spirit have control of my reactions. You know we talk about may the words of our mouth and what in the meditations of our heart be acceptable in thy sight O oh Lord. We pray how much more should the words that we speak amen in our home and the communication in our home be acceptable in the sight of the Lord. So some of the key importance of uh, practicing uh, effective communication. Again, being a good being a good listener, being a good uh, uh, listener. And boy, that's, all, that's what I always got. I always got to remember two ears, one mouth. But then I got to say, well, how come my mouth's bigger than my ears? Just joking, right? I mean, sometimes, right? Listen, uh, learning to listen, learning to listen. Revelations 2, 3 says this, It says, it talks about the Lord has, it talks about uh, those in the word of God that has borne and has patience. Of course, it takes patience uh, 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 to listen. We got to learn to be patient to one another. Hebrews 3, 7 and 8 says, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. The Bible says there, today, if you will hear his voice. Well, we know we hear his voice through the word of God. But you know what? God speaks through people too. Amen? So maybe sometimes we need to be quiet and listen to what that spouse has to say or maybe that child has to say in the home because the Lord might be speaking through them of something, amen, that needs to be worked on in your life. James 119 says, Wherefore, my beloved, let every man be swift to hear, Slow to speak, slow to wrath. You know we like to hang up Bible verses in our uh, home. That might be a good one to hang up. Amen. <laughs> a good one right there. Proverbs 22:17 uh, says, "Bow down thine ear and hear the words of the wise, and apply thine heart unto my knowledge." Proverbs 18:13. He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is a folly and a shame unto him. Now that is a good verse. He that answereth a matter before he heareth it. How many times does somebody start to say something and you cut them off because you think you know what they're about to say, and they say, "Well, just let me finish." So you stop, you let them finish, and then it's sort of, "Oh, okay, <laughs> not what I thought it was, huh?" Quick to hear, slow to wrath. Good by. It's amazing how many of these verses are in Proverbs. And that's the book of wisdom. Amen. You need wisdom how to properly communicate in your home. You need wisdom how to be that better husband. You need wisdom how to be that better wife. You need wisdom how to be that better parent. Amen. Well, turn to the book of wisdom. How can we understand each other by practicing good listening habits? We must listen intently with the purpose of lovingly responding to needs. We must listen with the heart. So we can understand the feelings and undertones. Boy, that's key right there behind the conversation. We must listen effectively so that we can compassionately meet the need of the other person. Stop thinking about yourself, right? And think about, hey, that person that's trying to communicate and what's going on in their heart, especially that loved one. Again, avoid quick reactions. Proverbs 17:28 says, even a fool. When he withholdeth his peace is counted wise. Right? It's counted wise. So they might think you're wise, so don't open your mouth and ruin it. Amen? Don't open your mouth and ruin it. Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise. And he that sheddeth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. Man, I tell you, I used to think he was the wisest, most understanding person, then he finally said something. Amen? <laughs> listen. Uh, hey, listen. Hey, listen. Uh, wisdom. Wisdom. Amen? Think about it. Hold hold back. Make sure you're listening, amen, and understanding what's being communicated when things are going on. Avoid quarreling. Well, man, Proverbs 51. Boy, I remember as a young Christian, this verse got me, a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Remember, whenever you're in a difficult situation, right? Whenever whenever, uh, something happens, Right. You got your choice. You're either carrying a bucket of gasoline or a bucket of water. Amen. <laughs> a lot of times we accidentally get them confused. Right. So make sure you have a mark. Good. Right. Make sure you have a mark which one's gasoline and which one's water. Make sure you mark those buckets. Good. Amen. And that listen, you carry the bucket of water that's going to calm that situation down. Amen. And uh, turn that thing around and solve the problem and let God get the glory. in it. again, Proverbs 51, a soft answer. Turn away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Proverbs 25, eight, go not forth hastily to strive, lest thou know not what to do in the end thereof when thy neighbor hath put thee to shame. Boy, that's a, that's a word of wisdom there. Uh, now, verse 28 of Proverbs 12. he that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Holy Spirit, control my spirit. Amen. Holy Spirit, control my spirit. Control this tongue. Control, amen, again, my action and reaction. Admit sins, wrongs, and see, forget, listen, if you messed up, just I blew it. I, I don't know what made me do that, or I don't know what made me say that, or I don't know how I didn't remember that, in case it was your anniversary, right? Uh, see? Be like me. I got two, right? I got I got legally married in October uh, in Korea, and then I had my wedding in December. So if I forget the one in October, I've got a backup in December. Amen? So, right? I, I got a backup. Well, honey, we were going to celebrate December this year. I thought I told you that. Right? Amen? Have a backup. But listen, if you messed up, just admit. Say, listen, I can't believe I did that. I blew it. Amen? And to help, let me please, let me get the opportunity to get that thing right. Uh, Proverbs 28, 13, a good verse to remember. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. Listen, sooner or later, it's going to come out. Sooner or later, listen, you might as well. Just, you know, Barney 5 said it right. Nip it in the bud. But whoso confesses and forsaken them shall have mercy. That's the best thing to do. Just uh, if, there, if, if you did mess up, just confess it. Get it out there. And help. Ask God to help you move on. Accept, and though, so that's the one that messed up. But if you're the one that a man has to forgive, accept the offender's apology, offer forgiveness. Listen. Uh, uh, we we, we all mess up maybe he's the one that messed up today or she's the one to mess up hey listen uh, uh, let's be forgiving people I can say what's the key to a long-term relationship amen two great forgivers as they say Luke 17 3 says take heed to yourselves if thy brother trespass how much more thy spouse against thee rebuke him and if he repent forgive him But what if they but what do you you say? What if they do the same thing? We'll go on to the next verse. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, seven times in a day, turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Be quick to forgive. Now, just because somebody so forgive, don't use that as an excuse to do it again. Amen. Try not to. But we need to have forgiving spirits, forgiving spirits. Colossians 313 says forbearing one another. And forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. Boy, that's it. Even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. We know another place, right? As God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. I was, I was talking uh, to somebody uh, uh, that lives in another state the other day. And they were talking to me about some issues they were, were dealing with at home. And how there's a problem with forgiveness and everything like that. And boy, I, I shared some of those verses. I said, listen. Well, a lot of times, listen, you you just that's why you got to keep your eyes on Jesus. Sometimes the only reason you can forgive somebody, amen, is because uh, by the grace of God and because of uh, it's going to take Jesus to forgive. Right. If you as long as uh, people look, we look at one another this way. Amen. We're going to find fault. A lot of times, we gotta say, God, uh, please help me to get over this and help me uh, to get through this. Now, forgiveness doesn't mean it'll never go through your mind again, but it should never go through your lips again, right? The devil's gonna make sure it goes through your mind again, but amen, ask God to help you that it'll never go through the lips again and you can move on. With that thing, so accept the offender's apology, offer forgiveness. Well, here's a big one: Uh, 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 avoid nagging. That doesn't that doesn't do any good to just keep bringing things up and throwing them out. Proverbs 19:13 says, "A foolish son is the calamity of his father, and the contentions of a wife are a continual dropping." Proverbs 21:19: It is better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and an angry uh, uh, wife. And so, man, we got to be quick. Uh, again, to get over things and get those things behind us. Try to maintain a humble disposition. A lot of times, you know, it's it's again, not why did you do that, but why did you do that to me? Often, amen, it's it's a pride thing that we have trouble getting, that we have pr- trouble getting over it. Proverbs eighteen twelve says, uh, before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty, and before honor is humility. Proverbs 11, 2, when pride cometh, then cometh shame, but with the lowly is wisdom. Lord, help me, amen, protect me from pride and help me to be, be humble, whether I'm the one that needs to be forgiven or I'm the one that needs to forgive. If I need to be forgiven, Lord, help me to be able to humble myself and confess whatever I need to confess or uh, uh, admit whatever I need to admit. And if I'm the one that needs to, be, uh, to forgive, Lord, give me a right spirit, amen, uh, to forgive that thing and to get over it so that we can move on at the, that God can get the glory in this situation. Psalm thirty four eighteen, the Lord is nigh to them that are of a broken heart and save as such of a contrite spirit. James four ten, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Lord, help me to stay humble no matter what side of this conversation that I am on. So as we finish up, let us remember pride is the chief sin and pride is the base of all sins. That's the first pride, right? Uh, first sin uh, there with uh, Satan in heaven. So we must talk about spiritual things, spiritual needs, and the direction we are going in life, amen, as a family, as a couple. We must build a deep spiritual desire and communicate about our desires and interest in spiritual things. Many wives wish that their husbands would pray with them and that they could share their heart, their fears and concerns and spiritual burdens our basic sin again is pride. Because of our pride, we get angry, we answer back, we pout, we hate, we get hurt, we clam up, and we will not meet the needs of the other. So, as we think about these things, let me finish with five quick biblical guidelines. One, amen, when, when somebody says something, even though we may not like the way they said it and, uh, uh, or the timing or whatever the case is, our first question is is it true? Hey, even if we don't like the way they said it, the first thing, well, is there some truth in what they're saying? So, whether, whether I, I, I like the way they said it or whether I wish they went and said whatever, hey, is this really something that I need to work on? Amen? Uh, be honest with yourself. About it. Ephesians 4 25, again, wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Well, members one of another, hey, uh, again, if that's true in the church, how much more as a fa- couple we're supposed to be one in the Lord? Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. How much more in that home relationship? But that which is good, again, to the use of edifying, and that, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Is it true? And then again, uh, uh, when, when you're speaking to somebody and telling, trying to deal with something in that relationship, the way you're speaking, the way, is it meant to help and not hurt? Is it there to be constructive and to help that one get it right? Or is it just there to condemn? Romans 15, one through three says this. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. I, please ourselves. Am I there just to get vengeance in this thing? Or am I there, amen, to help my relationship get corrected and build it up and make it stronger so we can move forward together for the Lord and in the Lord. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good and edification. Am I really doing this to help uh, my spouse again or just to beat them down? For even Christ pleased not himself. As it is written, the reproaches of them that reproach thee fell on me. In other words, Christ was willing, amen, to, 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 to deal in this situation, to help the other person. And we must be willing uh, to do what it takes, again, to help the other person in our relationship as well. Again, not, is it the proper time or best time to say it? You know, think about uh, 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 the timing. You know, you know, the Bible says, let not the sun go down on, on, on your wrath. Right now you're both about to go to bed and it's 1159 at night. That might not be a good time to bring it up. Amen. <laughs> right. Maybe I say, well, hey, uh, unless it's just something that that that, that serious and you didn't have 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 another time. Pray about the Lord's wisdom. Remember, there's the Lord's will. OK, I know it's the Lord's will to deal with this. And then there's the Lord's way to deal with it. What are the biblical principles for dealing with this? And then what's the Lord's timing for dealing with this? That's in anything. Lord's will, Lord's way, Lord's timing in things. And then again, that comes, we finish with this, have I prayed about it? You know, even, even when dealing with your spouse, you know, maybe you have an issue at work or maybe you have an issue in the church and we say, oh, well, I better pray about this. Well, you know, uh, we do that for other people. We're willing to take when we have an issue with somebody else, we're willing to pray over it before we go to that brother in the church. Uh, hey, how much more uh, when there's something to deal with in the home? To pray over it. Have I prayed about it? Do I have God's direction in this? Again, God's will, God's way, at God's timing. I finish with these verses Colossians 4, verses 2 through 6. Colossians 4, verses 2 through 6. Say this Continue in prayer. And watching the same with thanksgiving with all also praying for us that God would open to us a door of utterance and speak the mystery of Christ, for which I also am bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. What is Paul saying? He said, pray for me. Amen. That I'll speak how I ought to speak. Well, if we ought to pray that for somebody else, we ought to pray, Lord, help help me, Lord, that I'll speak as I ought to speak in dealing with this situation in my home. Verse 5, walk in wisdom toward them that are without. Well, how much more with them that are within? Redeeming the time. Verse 6 of Colossians 4, let your speech, again, always with grace, season with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Well, again, if we're supposed to communicate those without with grace, With salt, if we had to know how to answer them, how much more when we're talking, amen, to our spouse or talking uh, to somebody in the home situation. So communication. Boy, we, say, we know if you work, you know it's important in the workplace, right? We know it's important in the church, but amen, how much more, right? Uh, the first institution that God gave was the home. So how much more uh, do we need to pray for God to give us proper communication, clear communication, understanding communication, helpful communication, amen? Uplifting and building and correcting uh, communication in the home. So may uh, the Lord help each of us to pray. Lord, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm dealing uh, with my spouse or when I'm dealing with uh, children or uh, any of those things, Lord, please, Lord, help me to have the proper guide my action, guide my reaction, uh, uh, guide, my, guide my words, give me the wisdom, amen, the right words, give me the right uh, uh, spirit. Lord, help me to properly communicate in my home that Lord, in everything you have, the preeminence in my home, and we have a Christ-centered, Christ-honoring home. Let's pray.